0: 511 we're different in many ways but we're alike in more ways than you think we've been best friends for 25 years spanning provinces and even countries we're always there for each other this is the frenzy
1: podcast a story of unlikely friendship we'll talk about our friendship through the years from the 90s to the present day and sprinkle in some pop culture politics, feminism and current events and maybe a few guests along the way so pour a glass of your favorite beverage and sit back as we transport you to the very beginning Look,
0: I can tell you one thing, and that's Michael. As soon as he found out he was going to be a dad a few years ago, just the
1: dad humor. He really turned up the level on that. Michael has the most dad sense of humor, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. has since the moment I met him. I know. Michael's like <laughs> born to be a dad because of his so sense true. of humor. You should see the collection of puppy vests he has now. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Uh- Oh my uh, God! It was fine. like he was. Yeah, he was born like some women are. <laughs> like I was born to be a mother. No, Mike was born to be Michael was born to be a dad. He's got the jokes. He's got the vests. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. He's got the teacher voice
1: and patience, which I don't have.
0: Why not? He's,
1: he's got really a kind funny. and caring nature. hmm And uh, yeah, who's the disciplinarian? Oh, 100% Michael, not me. Yeah. Oh, no,
0: no, no. She walks all over me. All over me. Yeah, that sounds right. She passes me that full face smile and I am dead. I can't say no.
1: Because it's your face looking back at you.
0: With Michael's old dimples. It's too much. And those curls, I can't. I have to learn how to like. Find a defense system for that. It's the curls, the curls, man. Mm Mm-hmm. You know it's tragic, though? Like, I'll spend forever conditioning her curls and just, like, styling it just right. Mommy, I want my hair up. I'm like, but the curls are perfect. And I want my <laughs> hair in my face. I'm like, but the curls. <laughs> just let like, mommy take a picture. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So cute. Okay. A couple weeks ago, we talked about New Year's resolutions. I just want to follow up to see how yours are going. Um. Judging by that face. Cause you said you were going to
1: sleep more, like try to get a, a more. That has been going well. That has been going good. pretty well. Yes. good. I have been uh, setting an alarm and getting up at 9am every day for the most nice. part, a couple of days. I, I, uh, uh, I had a deadline last night. Wow. And so the night before I stayed up until like 4am working. So I, slept in until about 11. I gave myself an extra little sleep in time. But other than that, I've been doing pretty well with sleeping. Um, The quality of sleep is something that you can't change right away. So I've been still waking up in the middle of the night, but trying and going back to sleep. That's going pretty well. That's good.
0: Mine was balanced. And you know, I'll tell you, for the first week of January, I took a one hour lunch break and I did yoga that whole one hour and it was great. I was so relaxed. Michael would be like, I've never seen you so happy and relaxed before. I was like, it's the yoga. And then my work got really busy and that went to hell. That went to hell. There was no self-care. Oh,
1: well, so, no.
0: But what I did do, because I had, I knew I had a busy week last week. I booked two days off after this event that we were planning, knowing that it was going to be like my repair time. So I really am trying to balance it. So those two days were crucial to kind of get my energy back. And now I'm ready. I feel ready for Monday and really focused to get work done. And I'm going to try to, even if I can't do a half, like a one hour yoga session at lunch, I'm going to try for at least a half hour of yoga. Mm -hmm. Because like just it makes me happy. I don't know what it is. That's great. I mean, research, it's proven. Mm -hmm. I know this. I'm just a skeptical person. But when you actually do it, you're like, yeah, okay, this is legit. Because it's a lot of stretching and meditation and focus. So I'm going to try it again next week. And and I'll let you know how it goes.
1: You know what really helps me uh, with sleep and in a kind of similar way is meditation. There are a lot of guided meditations on – I mean, there are apps and stuff that you can pay for. But just on YouTube, there are all these guided meditations. And there's this one – guy i don't know what his name is but he's got this very calming voice and he's got an australian accent and it's just i find it incredibly soothing and it's specifically to help you get to sleep and i it almost like 98 percent of the time it works
0: oh wow i'm gonna try that out yeah i have the opposite problem in that i've been sleeping a lot Mm. so i can't like seem to wake up but that's okay i'll I'll figure it out. It's fine. I'd rather sleep too much than have trouble sleeping. That's a good problem to have. I feel like we had an easier time being a teenager in the 90s than people do these days.
1: In a lot of ways, I would agree with you because the primary one being technology and access to each other. I think that that's the biggest difference between teens now and even te- teens 10 years ago is the internet, and cell phones, and social media. Can you imagine if social media existed when we were 13?
0: No, I don't think my brain would have been ready for it, to be honest, because have you seen, have you watched The Social Dilemma? No, I haven't. Oh, boy, it like traumatized me. I I do social media marketing, okay? And I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing to people? (laughs) (laughs) Made me question. Maybe question myself, but it's like you can't escape anything. It's always mm-hmm. there. When we were in school and we just needed a break from the popular crowd or being made fun of or whatever, you just go home and it's turned off. There's nothing there. No one, it's your safe haven. Mm-hmm. But your online reputation is there 24 7. There are people who can harass you 20, either text message, WhatsApp, um, TikTok, whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's just nonstop. Yeah. And the pressure for young ladies, I'm going to say specifically, I know there's a lot of pressure on boys too, to look a certain mm-hmm. way, to act a certain way, and being bombarded with really specific images. Mm-hmm. And the level of, and this wasn't the case in the 90s plastic surgery and Botox.
1: Oh, yeah. But it's untenable. No, Botox didn't exist until. I mean, you can tell if you watch a show that's even like 10 or 15 years old, people don't have fillers Mm -hmm. in their faces. They may have had plastic surgery like facelifts and stuff, but they don't have like lip fillers and Botox because it didn't exist yet. And there's a marked marked difference in how people appear and how people want to appear. And... Mm -hmm. It's so, uh, I mean, beauty standards were, in the 90s, were impossible to achieve because everything, it was everything thin. was very thin. You had to look like Kate Moss. You had to be real mm-hmm. thin. Heroin chic, remember? Absolutely.
0: They actually called it They called it chic. heroin
1: chic because everyone was so thin and had, like, bags under their eyes and looked unhealthy. Mm-hmm. That was the goal. And... That was, I mean, that's just not something that a lot of people can do with their bodies because of how people are built. All people are built differently, you know? So not everybody Mm -hmm. could be 5'9 and weigh 90 pounds. That just wasn't possible. But now the, the, the standards are attainable or obtainable if you have the money. So all you have to do is go to a doctor and be injected and you can have a different shaped face. You can have bigger lips. You can have bigger boobs, a bigger butt, which is if you had, if we could go back in time and tell our younger selves that everybody wanted big lips and a big butt, we'd be like, what are you talking about? Nobody wants a big butt.
0: Nobody wanted a big butt back
1: then. Nobody wanted a big butt.
0: No. No. That's a huge no. change. In the 90s, when we had to go to the mall or when we met up, we had to make we really had to make plans ahead of time because you couldn't just text someone and be like I'm running late. Right. So we had to have a lot of, I don't know, planning skills, yeah. which I don't even have anymore because I can just text people and be like, yo, I mm-hmm. can't come, you know? <laughs> yeah, we would plan it. If it was if it was a group of five or six of us, we would do like the chain calling like let me check with so and so, and then you would call the other person, and then you would check with so and so now you just have a group text. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. And if you
1: were, if you were really lucky, you had, um, what did they call that? Party line. Right. So you could talk to two people at once. I remember my parents had that. Yes. So I could talk to two different people at once. So if we were making plans, I could talk to you. And then another friend we were meeting up with, and we could all like, make the same plans at the same time. But then we'd have to like, be there. Like, if we got stuck in traffic, one of, like, if I got stuck in traffic on the way to the mall, you would just be waiting at the mall for me, not knowing. Mm
0: -hmm. We couldn't budge from our meeting spot. We'd have to wait until everybody
1: was there. We would, like, say, meet by the A&W downstairs, and we'd all Mm -hmm. just wait there. And if you were the first person to get there, you would just wait. Do you
0: remember when we do meet up, and then someone doesn't show up, and then we all panic, and we have to find a (gasps) payphone?
1: And then we The search for a payphone and the search for quarters. Oh, my God. I remember being like, okay, so there's a payphone on Barrington. If we go, like, two blocks up and three blocks over, then we can get to that payphone. And then if that payphone was not working, oh, boy. Oh, boy.
0: Now I'm so disgusted by payphones. When I see that, I'm like, ew. Like, <laughs> I can't. I can't deal. And I think it's heightened since so oh, coronavirus. Yeah.
1: But the thought of using a payphone. Putting that on your face. Putting your mouth so close to that receiver. We did that. We did yes. it all the time. We did that. Sometimes it smelled like beer. Sometimes it smelled like urine. Mm-hmm. And we would use the phone anyway. Because we had to get home. Let's talk about how we'd have to buy tickets at a movie theater. No, You couldn't
0: pre-order your tickets. You couldn't buy them online. There weren't even kiosks with your debit card. You had to Mm -hmm. wait in line Mm -hmm. for someone to help you to purchase your ticket. We would have to show up like an hour early if it was an opening night so that we could buy a ticket. And there's nothing worse than showing up and be like, oh, it's just sold out. We wouldn't have had this problem if you we were booking online because now you can That's even right. book the seat you want online. It's not like you have to show up like an hour and a half early to get the right seat in the middle. Yep. And now you can I- book it. Or if you want to book it and it's sold out, you book it at another theater because it's all
1: online. If we've decided to go to a movie, say we're like 14 years old, we've coordinated four or five of us to all go to a movie. That's a lot of parents driving. That's a lot of pre-planning. So if the movie isn't available, we either have to find another movie or just go sit in a coffee shop for two hours.
0: And that's happened mm-hmm. where we just couldn't agree on another movie. There wouldn't be like 10 movies to choose
1: from. There'd be
0: like two movies. There, okay, people are spoiled now. You have so many movies to choose from. We had maybe five and three of those were R-rated movies that we
1: couldn't get into. Well, I could have gotten in.
0: Yeah, there was no way. I Jules, I was allowed into the liquor store for my wedding alcohol. You had to go in with Michael.
1: <laughs> okay, we should tell that story. Okay, just as a as a tangent, when <laughs> when you guys were getting married, the three of us were walking down Quinpool Road and we were what were we getting?
0: I don't even remember. We were getting I think, like, the fancy champagne for the
1: wedding party. Oh, yes. Okay, so we were buying champagne. Like, a couple of bottles of champagne. And it was Michael, who dresses like a dad. And Mm. it was – and I was there, obviously. And I dress also like an adult. And you were dressed like normally, except it had gotten cold since we had gotten to wherever we were. And so you borrowed Michael's jacket and it looked so huge on you. So big. (laughs) And they wouldn't let you, they wouldn't even let you into the liquor store. They wouldn't even let you in the door. It was so funny. It was so funny. And, And, and then we went in and explained to the guy, like, the, the woman you just didn't let in is in her thirties and is getting married to this man. And I'm a bridesmaid and, uh, we're getting champagne for the wedding. And, uh, they had a good laugh at that. I'm like, she's just petite. She's not a child. <laughs>
0: Anyway, that would be a problem for a long time. So that's why I could never get into the other movies because they're like, yeah. Oh, I could have gotten into
1: an R-rated movie when I was twelve. Easy, easy.
0: I was ID'd at like nineteen for an R-rated movie. So, yeah, there you go.
1: (laughs) That's the other thing about buying tickets online. You could just you don't. Yeah, I wonder if you could just like be a fourteen-year-old, get a ticket to an R-rated movie, and then just stroll in. Certainly. I imagine you could. Have you ever seen a 14-year-old kid get kicked out of a theater? I don't think I've ever seen anyone get kicked out of a theater.
0: No, uh, either. Oh, I was kicked out of a theater once. Were you with me? No. I was. Where was I with? I wasn't even <laughs> drinking.
1: I was, you know, when I get tired. It's <laughs> a great start.
0: I think I was studying a lot for exams. I was maybe averaging three or four mm-hmm. hours of sleep a night. And I went to the movies and I got kicked out because they thought I had alcohol in my pop. And I didn't. I was just giddy. I just was so, so funny. exhausted. I felt really badass, mm-hmm. though, that I was being escorted out. I wish I had been there. What movie was it? Do you remember? I can't remember. I just remember being so embarrassed because I couldn't control my laughter. I love it. And I was not under the influence. I sort of got just me being
1: tired. You were just punch drunk. You weren't drunk drunk. Exactly. To be fair, punch drunk Tanya and drunk Tanya are not that different. No, no. There's just a lot of high pitched laughing. Yes. That's true. And drunk Tanya appears after about two sips of alcohol, so Yes. It's not easy to bring her out. It's no I mean not difficult,
0: rather. It's not difficult. Yeah, I never, I never get to the drunk, you know how there's stages of drunk? I never get to like the crying stage because I would have just already thrown up and passed out by that, by that point. I get to like, <laughs> I get to like the confident stage and the everything is funny stage and every single person at the bar is my best friend stage and then I get sick
1: and then I have to go home. You are Amy Santiago. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it took you so long to watch that show. And I was like, Tanya, you have to watch the show. There's this character and she's you. It's disturbing
0: because it's like it's a reflection so of yourself. You're like, I'm not like that. And Michael will be like, yeah,
1: <laughs> 100%. That, that episode where she takes the exam and she like braids her hair and sings <laughs> songs from the Great American <laughs> Songbook. <laughs> I lost my mind when I saw that. That's you, one hundred
0: percent. I've done that. I know I've done it. I know I've done it. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it happen. Best when you see little braids coming out of my hair.
1: Yep. If you've got a study poof with like a a pencil in it, if you've got flashcards, oh, I love my flashcards. And you are singing like a jazz standard. Mm. Uh oh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do not talk to Tanya. (laughs) no it's not good it's not good so because i am now uh at my parents home i have uh access to a treasure trove of old things including our old yearbooks so i have a yearbook here from 1996 there's so many mentions of sailor moon in here tanya yeah we were obsessed we were obsessed so you took up a whole page. The whole front page is is, is uh your signing my yearbook. Succinct. I was not. But and you ended it with
0: whatever. That makes sense. Can you <laughs> read it. Uh, read a, read some of it.
1: I would love you have to. to. You have to. Hey Julia. Well, what can I say? Being one of the only alternative people in our school was pretty rough. But next year we're going to rule CP. No, I did not write that. Hmm. <laughs> Like in what? Like in what reality would we ever rule? In what ending? way? Maybe by then I might have grown three inches. Did I write that? Mm. Oh, I was always holding out for that. Never happened. In the beginning of the year, I thought I was the only normal person (in parentheses) alternative in grade seven until you came along and helped me change a few people and fight off a few people. There are people in parentheses, but I'm not going to say their names. <laughs> So, better luck next year. People are saying that Rockingham are going to rule the school. I have but one thing to say whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And then you drew a little yin yang symbol. And then you wrote a big S, and it says, Sailor Scouts say see you soon. And then you wrote and then you wrote Keep Rockin and then you wrote The X-Files Rule and then you wrote <laughs> Green Day Rules.
0: <laughs> and let's talk about how differently teenagers in the 90s consumed television than teenagers now because we had we didn't have we didn't have Netflix. We didn't have
1: we had to do cable TV. So we had to sit through We were lucky to have cable TV. A lot of people didn't even have that. But we had to- We had to sit through commercials. We had to wait week to week to see episodes of like the X-Files and there would be cliffhangers and you'd have to wait like the whole Christmas break to see what the smoking man was talking about.
0: And another thing, we had like TV Guide magazine print (gasps) its like schedule out. So this was before we even had like a menu guide on the television. So we had Mm -hmm. to like highlight and do a calendar of our TV shows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's crazy, and now people just consume television so differently. Like I know my niece watches YouTube more than she watches Netflix yeah. or Amazon Prime or Crave,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the quality of the shows coming out now are so much
1: better. Oh my god, it's crazy! The difference is crazy. X Files is great. X Files was yeah. great. I'm not, gonna- but they filmed yeah. every. Like almost every episode in the same forest in Vancouver. When you look at it now, yes. like we, yeah. we can tell and every, everybody surprisingly had a Canadian accent on that show, even though they weren't supposed to be in like South Carolina. Yeah. People who, who watched like it. And if you watched like the X-Files, everybody watched it at exactly the same time. So there was this shared right. moment. Everybody learned about things all at the same time time. And there were wasn't any internet to go to. I mean, I guess there was like there were message boards, but I didn't have, Mm -hmm. we didn't have the internet until I was maybe 17, 18. I can't remember. I I think I was maybe
0: in grade 10 when we got the internet, but definitely not the same usage as we do. No,
1: and there wasn't the same the same thing available. Like you would use the internet to look up things for homework.
0: Mm -hmm. No, I had to use an encyclopedia. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Oh goodness. When you're in a friendship with someone in the nineties,
1: you had to go through their parents to even talk to them. Oh, absolutely. I think we have very different relationships with our friends, parents at that age than people do now. Mm. Like, Every time I would call your house, I would talk to your mother first.
0: Yeah, 100%. Same here. Either your dad or yep. your mom. And you'd have to have a conversation with them. Oh, Tanya, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Whilst you were like waiting to come on right. the phone. And there was always that, like, is 9 o'clock too late? Like You always have to be really oh my like, gosh, careful. There were
1: rules. Sure, there were
0: rules. There, like, rules. there were rules. There were definite how rules. How late you can call. And uh, <laughs> teenagers are not going to understand this now you could always hear someone was listening in because there's like this weird click
1: mm-hmm. at the end of the line. So you're like, mm-hmm. mom, close the phone, hang up the phone. I can hear you breathing. Like, <laughs> Or your mom would pick up, my mom would pick up the phone and just start dialing. Start dialing. Just start dialing <laughs> to call somebody else. <laughs> and do it. Not. Shell, not like, ch- mom, I'm on the phone. Oh what? Hello?
0: <laughs> and then when you had call waiting, so I would like have call waiting and I'd be like, and teenagers, it would sound like this. He so would be talking and then it would be, and then it would be, so you know someone's like trying, <laughs> is on the other way. So I'd go and it'd be like someone, hello, is your mother there? And I'd be like, no, I'm not there. I'm not
1: there. <laughs> and I would get so much trouble because I would stay on our call rather than give my mom the phone. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was back then, even then we did not have caller ID so it wasn't like you could look at a screen and see who it was and see whether it was important or not. You had to answer Color the phone. ID is the best
0: thing that's ever happened to me because yeah. I do screen my calls, as you know. Same. And when caller ID came out, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, it, <sighs> it's an introvert's dream come true because I could be like yeah. – <laughs> To you right
1: now, like no, I'm There's just gonna like let this ring. For
0: my mom, who like notoriously does like 20 minutes of conversation with me, it's like how are you? How are your friends? How's <laughs> school? I'm like, I don't want to. I still want to. Yeah, I just ignore it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, mom, you have a missed call by so and so. It's great. Yeah, there wasn't texting. If we had to like our texting, our texting
1: was passing notes in class. I oh my gosh, I still have some notes that you wrote to me. Mm-hmm. And they were like a full loose leaf page long mm-hmm. with your tiny handwriting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Passing notes in class was fun because um, remember we used to do the foldy thingy? Like we find really creative oh, ways. Of to course. Notes.
1: You would fold them into like, it's basically like origami. You would fold them mm-hmm. into a thing that was just so it would look like a very small Like a disc or a little square. So you could easily tuck them into like that little tiny pocket in your jeans. You know, that little Mm -hmm. tiny pocket. So you could just slip it in there. And so you could just kind of surreptitiously hand a note to somebody without the teacher seeing because you were definitely not doing your work. You were just writing down notes. Like, oh my God, did you see so and so today? Ugh.
0: Yeah. Or, or what do you have for lunch today? You want to (laughs) switch? (laughs)
1: <laughs> did, you bring your, did you bring your peanut butter fluff or whatever it's called? Peanut butter, marshmallow fluff, a fluff or nutter. People That's right. do people know what that is, right? You didn't you you've yeah, never course, had one of these I... before.
0: No, I still want to. Maybe I'll get some now.
1: We yeah. guys, we almost called the show um hummus and marshmallow fluff. Because those were our two condiments we relate to that represent Listen, us. I have had like
0: pastrami sandwiches with a side of hummus. That's what I had like every day. Or some sometimes Delicious. we would switch it up with mortadella with mortadella. Oh. Julia, you would have cheese and crackers. Or you would have we had like a variety of things, but one of them was always the marshmallow fluff, which I didn't understand because I felt like you just had candy in a sandwich. Like I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't like wrap my brain around it. Like Lebanese people don't put candy in a sandwich.
1: We don't do that. <laughs> all it is is like corn syrup, and yeah, all it is that marshmallow fluff is made out of is I think just like yeah, it's just sugar. What's another thing about being a teenager in the nineties? Oh, the way that we consumed
0: and purchased music. Oh, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. I am so jealous. I am so. Jealous of the access teenagers have mm-hmm. today of, of like a, a God, a plethora of music. It took us so long to find even like a certain album. We'd have to yep. go to Sam the Record Man, mm-hmm. search through all oh, that sold out. We had to put our names down for it to come in. You oh, and now they have Apple Music, Spotify. You can make friends online who share your musical interests and can be like, hey. Have you heard of this? Even better, there are algorithms who are like, you like this? You might like this mm-hmm. too. What? Let's talk about trips and us having to carry all of our tapes and
1: CDs with us. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and we used to make each other mixtapes. Do you remember yeah. that? Oh, my gosh. We would put so much care in into. It would be like emotional time. Be like, guess hey, you're feeling a little blue. Mm-hmm. Here's my
0: Juliet mixtape for you. Oh, Mm-hmm.
1: And you'd you'd handwrite the line like the little liner notes, and you'd draw like little stars mm-hmm. and hearts, and oh, it was so lovely. And yeah, and so we'd have to take if we were going on a trip, we'd have to take our Walkman, and then later our Discman, and we'd have to take our physical cassettes, and we would have to choose which cassettes or T or CDs we wanted to bring, and that would be a whole thing because we had so many because everything was physical like mm-hmm. think about a spotify playlist but every song is a is like the size of a cd and you just have to carry it around
0: there's a relationship you have to music that can be lost when it's all streaming online it's like it's the same thing with books like you can read books online all you want but there isn't that same connection to it as you would have with a physical object And that's why I think the publishing industry will never go out of fashion because I think people still crave that connectivity with something. So I love seeing vinyl come back because, yeah, I think, I mean, if we move to a bigger house, I'd love to have a music room and start collecting vinyl again. Me too. I've so many cool jazz vinyl records I collected over the years. I don't even know where they are now. I think they're at my parents' house, but... Was meticulous, um, and my brother gave me
1: a lot, and it was it was just a great gift to give someone mm-hmm. special. I remember trying to shop for records at a record store that it still exists um, in Halifax, Taz Records, and I remember finding a copy of Giant Steps by John Coltrane, and this would have been twenty years ago or more, and it was one hundred and twenty five dollars then. Holy oh, crap! Because it was an original. And I was like, I think that's my
0: favorite
1: album. That's the one with my favorite things, right? Yes. That's the one with Naima on it. The greatest song ever recorded, in my opinion.
0: Do I wish I was a teenager now? I'm trying to think. I feel like teenagers now do not have an awkward, ugly
1: phase. I think that has a lot to do with YouTube makeup. Absolutely. I also think there's more access to stuff because of... There's more access to information and there's more access to to things that aren't just available at the mall. So you could buy different kinds of cosmetics or clothes to look different, to look exactly the way that you wanted to. Whereas you'd have to make that kind of stuff back in the day if you really wanted it because you couldn't find it in the local stores. I
0: don't know if I'd want to be a teenager now because I would find social media really hard on my self-esteem, I think. I would find it would cause a lot of anxiety, probably. I don't know how teenagers do it. There's so much pressure on them to be a certain way. Like you said, that curated feed, I, ooh, I don't even know. Um, it was really an eye-opener because I'm trying not... Even though I'm in marketing, I kind of have to, but to look at my social media so much, but I have to because I'm always researching.
1: So it's, it's, it's difficult. Right. But. Well, your job is different from your That's life. Right. Yeah.
0: What was it like for you, for anyone who was a teenager in the nineties, what were you into? What were some of the things that resonated with you? The, the, having to meet up with friends way ahead of time and not be able to text them. I mean, how did we life 20 years ago? I don't even know. How did we life? Did we life? Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, let us know what music, movies, TV shows you were into, clothing. I'd love to know if you too wore oversized pants from your dad's closet. And that's it. That's a wrap for our 90s, what it's like to be a teenager in the 90s episode. And
1: stay tuned for the next one. Thanks for joining. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want to send us an email to tell us about your friendships, you can email us at frenzypodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Frenzy Podcast. See you next time.